Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 86. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Jeff, uh, how are you doing today? I am doing quite well. Quite well. A little hot. I'm not... I was in the Bay Area over the weekend, and where my dad lives, I think the high was 65. Woo! That sounds like the Bay Area for you. Yeah, yeah, fog and all that good stuff. And then I spent uh, about five hours baking in the sun in San Jose, and then back to his house. So it was a a good cool down, and then back here yesterday, and it's warm. Yeah, it has been very warm. There's a reason I'm wearing pants and long sleeves and it's because i'm a little sunburned so ideally that i will not let the sun touch touch my skin ever again but at least for the next couple days um gosh it's been hot but um it was i mean it was even warm up lake tahoe it was was, there wasn't really an escape other than the fact that you get your usual you know 10 to 15 degree dip but if it's 103 here just go take a dip in the lake that'll cool you down right 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 that's that's always a possibility. Today's episode is sponsored by Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You're located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Uh, for those of you who, I mean, I'm sure everybody's aware of this, the, the celebrity golf tournament finished up. I imagine if you're listening to this, you were probably aware um i won't toot my own horn here too much but uh if you were a gambler and you were taking my advice on the celebrity golf tournament uh, i imagine you did pretty well um you're welcome i guess <laughs> that's too arrogant for me to say i did not listen to myself i did not put a dime on that event i i couldn't do it i just again you betting on celebrity golf really that's i just but steph curry wins it I don't know that you, would would you have bet on Steph Curry? He would have been my movie, and he was eight yeah. to one. So ten dollars would have won you eighty. Um, you know, that, I I said it last week. I thought Steph and Joe Pavelski were good good bets to to win it all, and obviously Steph was in the mix the whole way. Pavelski was was a long. I mean, he finished third. He was he was close, but Marty and Steph had kind of pulled a, pulled away to the point where it looked like it was going to be either of them. Um, I told you to avoid Charles in the top 70 with a, as long of a stick as possible. So he finished 81st. Um, that one wasn't, wasn't a real moneymaker, but um, I said Steph would beat Dell by over six and a half points. I think it was ended up being by 20 points. Yeah, uh, Steph, so that's Steph got some things to roll his way. Yeah. That's now happened five of the last six years. And, um, I don't remember if there's anything else, but I do remember those. Um. <laughs> Didn't feel as busy this year. I don't. I don't. Tahoe with the the stream of traffic coming down the hill yesterday when I was coming up was astonishing. Yeah, it always but, feels busy. Uh, my house didn't feel busy. The, the planes coming in and out, so I don't know if they were coming early, or if they came into Reno only. If I don't know how they got there, but yeah, those pri- in the I, airport. I imagine those private, not private airports, but smaller airports is probably the busiest time of year for them. Yeah, you would think. Sure. I mean, I'm sure they you know have daily or weekly traffic, but it can't be quite like quite like when you got what, 90 ish celebrities yeah. coming well, to town. And I, I I didn't take into account that they did just redo the Lake Tahoe airport. 
So that probably took a lot of traffic off of Minden. I did not consider that either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, real quickly, if you didn't, it didn't happen to catch it. Um, Steph Curry obviously had a hole in one on day two, uh, Saturday, but it was the seventh hole. Uh, forgive me if it was either six or seven. I'm almost positive it was the seventh hole. Sorry, didn't didn't have that off off the top, but of course, that being worth eight points, and then. Uh, he's trailing Marty Fish by three going into the final hole. Um, you know, it, it, it may not get talked about enough, but somebody did scream in the middle of Marty Fish's backswing on, on 18. Uh, that's that's rough. I mean, you don't. That's not how you want to see that. his sport that he played, that's a huge no-no. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, the psychology of the different sports, and Steph Curry's got people yelling at him all the time. The whole game, just constantly. Tennis, it's a big big no-no to be yelling out loud, of course, unless you were at the Davis Cup up in Reno last year where they encourage cheering during during the point. But otherwise, yes. 99 times out of 100 in tennis. If you're yelling in the point, somebody's going to tell you to sit down and, and shut up. Or so, come and get you and escort you out. Right, right. They don't. There's a, you don't get a long leash up in those those stands. They're, they're, they'll be quick to throw you out. Um, yeah, somebody yells in the middle of his backswing. I assume that's why he really mishit that uh, tee shot. He actually played it pretty well, though. Being a lefty, he was able to kind of just sit just far enough to the right of a tree that he had a, had a line. Um, but Steph went, took his first two shots, his approach put him about 20 feet away from the hole, and Marty was sitting there with a, with a birdie putt, but that would have only added one point, so he would have gone from up three to up four, whereas Steph had an eagle putt, and he sinks an eagle that goes to, excuse me, birdies, wait, yeah, one point. Um, he sinks that eagle in six. And he was down by three, potentially four. So it was if he hits this, I mean, Martin doesn't have a chance, and he knew it. Oh, he he had dropped the club and turned around like it was a three pointer, and the ball wasn't <laughs> even in the in the cup yet, in the basket. It was much like watching Steph play basketball. He just turned around and running back on defense. Um, in this case, running back on defense was running to his wife. But um, <laughs> that was that was that was really cool to to see. Um, also, Ron Harpin got some great shots yeah. of that. Um, uh, uh, RAHphotosenvy.com. I always want to say <laughs> Ron's photos, but that's 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 his email. Um, yeah, another good event. Uh, just hot as hot as can be. Um, but I mean, another another very very solid year, and it's always cool to see somebody new win it. I know. They kind of have the same group Marty of guys in the like mix. Me. Marty t- tends to always be in the mix. I mean, Joe Pavelski was third. He's typically in the mix. There was a pretty nice fall off in points. Fourth was Mark Mulder at 59. He's won it a handful of times. Aaron Rodgers was fifth this year. Quietly uh, improved that golf game quite a bit. Um, Soren Stam was sixth. She's always top ten. Derek Lowe and Tony Romo were seven and eight. Del Curry was 11th. He had a had a good uh, had a good tournament. Just didn't stack up to Steph. Yeah, and uh, and Steph wins the family bet too. So all in all, uh, quite the tournament for for Steph Curry. Um, I think that's all I got for the ACC. Um, Jeff, as far as anything, I know. 
World Cup. World Cup. World yeah, Cup. we got we got the Women's World Cup coming up here in three days. Starts in about three days. I think it it's the twentieth. Thursday morning at twelve a.m. Ooh, for those of you that are Ooh. really diehard. Ooh, uh, which it's which, gonna be um, tough. I don't think anybody's. It's New Zealand, Norway, so it's like okay. riveting. Uh, I didn't even on. get up to watch Wimbledon this year. Oh, that's oh. and that was a great match. Yeah, um, the first U.S. game is at 6 p.m. on Friday. Okay, that's better. So yeah, that's much better. They it looks like they really tried to gear the time schedule for the American viewing audience uh, because the U.S. games are not. I think the third one is a little crazy, but the first one is at 6 p.m. on Friday. So that's that'll kick it off, and then. Uh, the next one is uh, Wednesday at again at six p.m. on Fox. So two two good good time slots to. Yeah, I'm I'm I am glad at least for us selfishly that we get to watch it at a, a reasonable hour because I tell you what there's as a as a tennis fan there's nothing quite like making the decision of like this match starts at one thirty in the morning do I stay up do I go to bed yeah do I Australian overnight. I mean, the French—they're all—it's—it's—it's it's, it's tough viewing. You gotta—you yeah. gotta want it. Um, the U.S. Open, obviously, coming up here in about a, a month or so. Uh, the U.S. Open for tennis—I know golf has one too, but uh, for tennis is always much better scheduled. I mean, it's in New York, so it's we're three hours behind as opposed to eight when it's in London or yeah. ten in France or. Like sixteen in Australia, twenty. I don't. I don't know Australia, but um, yeah, those time slots are. Yeah. It's a decision. You gotta. You gotta know ahead of time <laughs> whether you're you're uh, you're you're watching it or or not. I mean, sometimes you just pop up at three thirty in the morning and like, huh, I guess I'll watch the round of thirty two. I have the DVR set for all the Fox. I don't get FS one, so I don't have cable. Uh, so all of the Fox games will be recorded on my TV. So I have to catch up afterwards. But I, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I may try one, but that'll be about depending on what the game is. Second round maybe, but oof, there's some a lot of midnight, one a.m., one thirty a.m. That's brutal. Yeah. No. The, the I tell you what, as somebody who's learned a little bit about themselves over their twenty nine years on this planet. Uh, me and not sleeping, not a good recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Staying up, not not really my forte. Um, at least the next day, the next day tends to be a little more shot than than I would like it to be. Um, real quickly before we get out of here, I know we don't don't have a, a ton to talk about in the the height of summer here, but again, put out a, a call out for any any stories from from y'all, the listeners, on your uh, Carson Douglas memories. I got one that I. As I told Jeff before, I think it's more podcast uh, appropriate than maybe necessarily the newspaper. I'll, I'll, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'll spin this one to get it in the in the print. So we'll we'll say it on we'll say it on the air here. But I ran into somebody who happened to recognize me and um, had read the the column I put in the the newspaper and was like, "Hey, I got a story for you." I was like, "Sure, let's hear it." I you know I've gotten a few, but. Uh, I'm always down to hear more. So if you got one, again, real quickly, uh, C-E-C-K-L at NevadaAppeal.com um, is my email. Feel free to email me um, or on the Twitter or whatever. Take your pick. Um, yeah, so he's 
sitting there, excuse all the ums while I sit here and think about how I want to, how I want to phrase this. It's not going to get anybody in trouble. Um, Having video of this would have been. Priceless. I would love to have video it would have been of this. So funny. Uh, we're talking talking JV game between Carson and Douglas in the early nineties. So ninety two, ninety three. Uh, he couldn't couldn't remember. Uh, I I did get some names, but I'm gonna keep them out for mostly for me because I don't remember them all and how they associated. It was it, the story kind of jumped and and swerved, but you get the get the gist here. JV game. It was either a. Fumble down and uh, down on one end of the field. Uh, Douglas had the ball and fumbled, or it was a kickoff return. I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but Carson got the ball and uh, that play went up the Douglas sideline, and uh, the Carson JV player decided to flip the bird to the entire Douglas sideline the whole way down the field. Uh, they in, he ended the story by saying they were all kicked off the team. So uh, the whole group of, of jokesters, uh, but he thought it was it was worth worthwhile. And uh, uh, to all the kids who are currently in high school, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not worth it. Uh, it's funny to sit here and joke about, you know, 30 years ago, this happened in JV game. But if you want to make a bunch of people really mad, that's about all you're going to all you're going to get, get by, kicked out of the game by doing that. Yeah. Off the oh, team. oh, yeah. You're you're. You know, I don't know what but suspension protocols are in high school anymore, but I imagine I imagine they're gonna they're gonna get you more than just get kicked off the team. I would if I had if I had me saying that, and one of my players did that, I would, uh, yeah, yeah, we'd be looking at some 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 nice. tough stuff. But thirty years ago, if we're telling the story here, right, <laughs> it's happened in the past. We can all learn from it, move forward, and never do it again. But. If I guess you do got to learn from somebody. There, ha- there have been other stories like this. Uh, yeah, I'm a, glad that we got you one know, out. If you're gonna, maybe people it, will loosen up a little bit because there's got to be some good yeah, ones. If you're going to learn from somebody, you might as well laugh about it a little bit, right? Like So, yeah, the, just the one-finger salute all the way down the sideline to uh, to the Douglas sideline. I imagine people were pissed. But, yeah, 92, 93. Uh, if you got any memories like that or anything – more or less lighthearted than that. I mean, really, let me know if you've got something you want to want to share because it's it's definitely worth it. I've gotten a few more emails. I'm not going to share them on on the podcast just yet. Uh, we'll save them for for a later date. But I do really appreciate everybody who's who's reached out already. Again, uh, email is c e c k l at nevadaappeal dot com. Um, yeah, we got our hundredth anniversary of Carson Douglas uh, football coming up this fall, so we definitely want to hear from from y'all about about that otherwise jeff before we get out of here um anything else for the people not not off the top of my head we all got- right well uh today's episode is sponsored by played against sports your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs you located in the topsy lane shopping center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com uh, for Jeff Mulvihill, I am Carter Eckel. This has been the Behind the Bench podcast, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.